Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, movie fans, lovers, and haters of podcasts, and welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I don't know why I said haters of podcasts, because I don't know. It just came out. It just blurted out. So if you're listening to us, does that mean you hate podcasts or do you love podcasts or do you hate me or do you love Mike? Those are the questions that will be answered on Real Film Nerds podcast episode number 276, I think. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right, man. It's 70 something. I didn't look it up. We're very behind the times. Mike went on his fourth vacation of the year. I don't know how he does it with multiple children, but he does. Um, today, episode 276 is not a vacation, at least not for the main characters of the film. We're talking about The Northman, a film that came out in theaters in April, recently hit the on-demands and streaming. So, Mike, uh, why don't you give us the rundown for a film based on your forefathers? <laughs> I don't know if it's my forefathers, but it's definitely a revenge movie. Mike, you are a Viking. And you know it. All right. So this movie was uh, directed by Robert Eggers. It was written by Son Jung. I I messed that up. And uh, Robert Eggers. And this movie is starring Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Clays Bang, Ethan Hawke, and Anna Taylor-Joy. And from visionary director Robert Eggers comes The Northman, an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. Well, that's a very apt description. What's crazy is, I'll just get it out. This film has a lot of very big-name characters. Not characters, but character actors. Let's go with character actors. And they're not in the film for very long. Like, Ethan Hawke is really not in the film long. Willem Dafoe is not in very long. You know, uh, Bjork is in this film, and she's in it for, like, one scene. There's a lot of big-name star power in here, and they're just not in here very long. And we get a lot of uh, Alexander Skarsgård half-naked, which I'm sure my mom loved. We sure do. Okay, Mike, so uh, let's see. Let's get him off the internets. Mike, what are your first impressions of the film about your ancestors? Um, well, it was, uh, I don't know, it was really intense and, and kind of visceral, and uh, I really like the revenge of it. I honestly had no clue that it was a revenge film, and right out of the start, I was like, ah, shit, it's a revenge film, Mike is going to love this film. Might as well just not even talk about it because he's going to give it five reels. He's going to love it. But I don't know. I thought it was good. Um, The cinematography was fantastic. It was very, very good. The only thing that I think is better than the cinematography, and I don't ever talk about this much, is the costuming. The costuming was out of this world. I really hope that they are nominated for an Academy Award. The outfits were just so intricate from the simple outfits, the ones of, you know, the um, Alexander Skarsgård when he's like a more of a Viking fighter warrior to when he's a slave to when he's like a, a, almost like a king, like just the range and the intricacy of all of it. I mean, 
seriously, the outfits and the costumes were just wow. It really blew me away in this film. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt, I didn't, uh, I don't think I was paying attention to that as much, but now that you're talking about it, yeah, the costumes were really good. They, they did some research, I think. It, it was a interesting, I mean, I don't think I knew exactly what the movie was about. I think I just saw kind of previews and it just seemed like it was some kind of fighting movie, but uh, it was actually different than that and it was more of revenge but kind of a slow uh, kind of a slow burn of like getting there it kind of reminded me of like the count of monte cristo kind of thing that's uh that's one of my complaints is how slow the film was um but yeah uh to get back on the topic of the uh costuming i rarely pay attention to costuming i mean i pay attention i'm watching the film but this one just, I mean, it was it was really good. Just really good. I just had to point it out. On top of the cinematography, it was fantastic. The acting, I think, was very, very good, at least from our main characters. Uh, Nicole Kidman, uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Um, I think it's, how do you pronounce it? Uh, Kali's Bang. He plays the, uh, the brother. And then uh, uh, Anaya Taylor-Joy. She always does a fantastic job. I don't know if you ever saw that uh, show on Netflix about the chess player, the female chess player in the 50s. Very, she was very, very, very good in that. So I anticipated a, a really good performance out of her in this, and we got it. Just honestly, all around, this is the only complaint I have about this film. Um, but it's a big one, you know, for me, is the story. It just dragged. The story was good. It was real good. But it just, it just was a slog. Yeah, I mean, it was slow at times, but I feel like sometimes it helped build some of the intensity of what was going on. And um, without getting into too many spoilers, some of the different transitions that happened in the movie. Yeah, well, and that, that's where we got to go soon because it's hard to discuss without the spoilers. Um, I'll say this before we start jumping into it. There's dreamlike states and sequences in this film that kind of meld and blend in with the story. And I know that's kind of intentional, but sometimes it's kind of confusing unless they're really out there. And then stuff you would think, again, we'll get it into it in the spoilers, um, you think is going to be really zany and out there and crazy, and it's not. It's more normal. You know which parts I'm talking about there, Mike? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Okay. Like, okay. It's, 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 yes. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. And I know that's how they told the story. And I don't have an issue with it. I, I liked it. I thought it was a unique way of telling the story. But I can see why this didn't do good at the box office because unless you're really, really, really paying attention for the two and a half hours that this film is, you're going to miss little stuff like that. You'll be like, what? That doesn't make sense. Well, the reason why it doesn't make sense is because he's dreaming. Like, he's awake, but he's still dreaming. Yeah. So, okay, Mike, go ahead. Start your favorite section of the podcast. All right, man. I'm going to ask you, what are you drinking? Uh, oh, I think I know, man. Aren't you drinking a High Life uh, because of the uh, uh, thing that happened at work? Uh, no. 
No, Mike, thank you for asking, though. I am dialed back a little bit. Um, a High Life is a celebratory beer. I am not celebrating. I am drowning in my sorrows. Typically, I would have poured me a nice little glass of bourbon, but I did not because I was racing to get on the pod. I have a fridge beer. It's been in the fridge for too long, but it's a good one, a Shinerbach. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, I'm drinking something called New Hazy. And it's uh, out of a brewery called Southern Tear. Like Crying Tear? No, not Crying Tear. Well, then what tear? T-I-E-R. T-I-E-R. I Uh uh, I asked you to spell. Can you believe that? The first time I've ever asked you to spell on the podcast. God damn it. I got to watch myself, Mike. I forget you don't know how to do that. Yeah. And, uh, of course, this is an IPA. This is a new hazy IPA. Yeah, of course it's the IPA. I mean, do, you don't even need to say anymore. You can be like, yeah, I'm drinking water. It's IPA water, but it's still water. Oh, yeah, that'd be a fun flavor. <laughs> fizzy IPA water. <laughs> okay, you got to be fizzy? Uh, well, because, well, I don't know. Wouldn't you? If you See, that's what, okay, not to get too much more off topic. If I'm going to pay for water in a bottle, shouldn't it be like sparkling water? Shouldn't it be fancy water? I'm not going to buy like tap water in a goddamn bottle, right? I guess, I guess, man. I mean, come on. It's what the rich people do. I don't know. I'm not rich. So wouldn't you pay the extra 12 cents and get the sparkling? I don't like sparkly water. It's weird. It, well, okay, okay. So the one I drink all the time because I try not to drink soda because I love soda. It's the devil. Um, but I, I still, I drink too much of it as it is already. Is the uh, flavored sparkling water? It tastes like fruit stuff, like strawberry and cherry, and you know. Oh well, I guess if it's flavored, it's yeah, kind of more towards soda. And when it's fizzy, it tastes like soda, but it has, it doesn't taste like soda. It tastes like the fruity cocktail it is. Uh, it goes great with vodka, by the way, uh, for those of you taking notes. Wonderful for vodka. But uh, um, it, it simulates more of like drinking like a soda, like subconsciously, because it's bubbly. All right. All right. That's fine. Okay. Well, I'll get back on topic because I know, Mike, you're clamoring. I can see your beads of sweat starting to fill your forehead. Mike, what is this week's? Incredible dad joke. I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. All right, Matt, you're going to love this one. Why was the math book so sad? Why was the math book so sad? Because it was obtuse? It had a lot of problems. (laughs) Yes, it does. I concur. Mike, I concur. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, that's good. That one, that one's that's good. <laughs> okay, that means it is now time for the bread and butter of the Real Film Nerds podcast. You know, all of it kind of is becoming that. What are you drinking? Dad jokes. Now, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, that's kind of like our thing. Like we do it about halfway through the pod. It's what separates us. It's what keeps us ahead of the pack. Of film podcast that nobody listens to we're right up there at the top of film podcast nobody listens to because of our wonderful mid segments mike let's do it how does the northman relate to the marvel cinematic universe
No, all right, Matt. So it appears this movie was probably filmed in Europe, which uh, sometimes makes it more difficult to find the MCU stuff. Uh, I'm not sure if it was actually filmed in Iceland, but uh, uh, some parts of the movie are supposed to be in Iceland. And um, anyway, who I found was uh, one of the uh, uh, makeup department special effects guys. uh, And his name is Chris Lyons, and he worked on Doctor Strange in the uh, Multiverse of Madness. I can do you one much better right now without looking it up. Okay, who is it? Willem Dafoe. Oh, oh well, okay, yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, he's the Green yeah. Goblin, Mike. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know. Well, but I like that you didn't like go for the easy one. You went for the, you dove deep. You got in there, and you still found it. And I, I kind of forgot that he, because he's kind of new entry into the MCU. That's old, but new, but old. Right. But he was in the film Spider-Man Far From Home. That's true. So that is an MCU film. And so you don't even need to grandfather him in saying, oh, well, since the Sony movies are now technically Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, he was in the new Spider-Man. It's true, man. It's true. But he's barely in this movie, which was disappointing. I know. It was cool to see him, and then it was like, whoa, what the hell is this, man? We're just talking to a skull. So, FYI, we are now in uh, uh, spoilers, because <laughs> Mike just spoiled <laughs> a big part of the film. <laughs> but yes, um, Willem Dafoe and Ethan Hawke, in my opinion, are not in this film enough. They really should have been in it more. Um, Bjork... I think Bjork's role and how much she did was on the money. If there was more Bjork, I don't know if I could have handled it. Yeah, I don't even notice if I notice Bjork. Okay, so again, we are in the hardcore spoiler section, people. Okay, do you remember the section of the film where he's the hardcore Viking warrior uh, Rus? I, Rus, I'm guessing, was Russia, right? Is where he was? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, let's it, just say yes. It maybe it might have been a, just a different kingdom. I I don't know. It could have been on the island. I, who knows? Different time, way different time. Anyways, wherever he was, he was Rus, and that's where he fled to when he was a little kid. After Ethan Hawke exited the film, I'll just phrase it that way. He's an adult. He and they're attacking that village. Right, they win the battle. They take the village. And it's at nighttime, and he's, I don't think he's drunk. I think he's just wandering around. And he goes oh, into okay. that burned out building, and it has that crazy ass God in there. Oh. That's Bjork, is the crazy ass God. Okay. And that costume was amazing. That was a cool costume. You're right. Yeah. But that was Bjork that did that role. And I think it, she did a great job. Uh, I think she nailed it. It was a weird ass part. Again, that's one of those sequences where they say, you can't really tell like you know it's a dream but he's awake but is he really talking with the god or is it all in his head anyways that was a very cool scene yeah there's what several of those in these like they're like kind of daydream vision type things i think yeah well like okay the other one when he gets the sword 
Yeah. At the end. For sure. Like the sword, he battles yeah. that guy and then all of a sudden it cuts to him standing in front of a dead person taking the sword. I don't even know if that like cave and all that stuff was real. That might have just been a figment of ima- his imagination. He definitely got that sword from somewhere though. Yeah, no, he had a sword. Yeah, so. I mean, he didn't manifest it. He didn't make it. He went somewhere and got it. But the cave might not have been real. He might have all just been in his head and he just... I, I don't know. I don't know. See, this is where I, I think the the general public viewer, not the movie critic, the movie goer, the movie lover, gets lost in this film and I, why it probably didn't do well. Because it got great ratings. But again, that's people I mean, that see movies all the time. It's... It is a really good movie. It's really well done. It is slow at times. And I think what it would turn off some of the general public would be, I think, some of the cultural type things that they're putting in the movie. Like, I think all that stuff with the the witches and, like, Odin and, and Valhalla and, like, all that stuff. I mean, it's just part of, like, kind of the Nordic culture. But it might be too much for a lot of people. Do you think that has to do with being a Christian-based religious society? Yeah, probably. Because that's one, I mean, you know, people have talked about it throughout the years, the generations. Christianity, a lot of Christianity is based in or takes from the former religions of the world and one of them is very much you know it takes from is this nordic religion i don't know what it's called you might know mike i know you've studied all that stuff a lot more than i have uh no i don't i don't know what it is but i mean it it seemed like there was some very specific things to kind of that nordic type culture yeah but there's there's crossovers that hit christianity and everything so Basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is just because it's not as easily understandable in our Christianity-based American culture today. I know I know where you can practice whatever you want in our country. That's great. But you know what our founding fathers were, and you know, you know, it's it is what it is. You know, they did it to our country. Whatever. Anyways, not to talk about religion too much. <laughs> get get going on that. But like we know what who Thor is not the MCU character, the Nordic God. We know the place Valhalla, you know, stuff like that. So all that makes sense. It's all the other stuff like the witches and um, the different ceremonies and sacrifices and stuff that they do in the film. I think that's probably a big thing that would turn the everyday American moviegoer off. Good way to put it. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, the, the sacrifices, the, the tr- different things that they do, like, um, I don't know, even some of the, like, rituals with, like, the dog and, like, becoming the man. I, I don't know if that was just something for the movie or I, didn't, I don't know what that was based on, you know, like. My thoughts, and again, this is just my thoughts. I don't know. I have no basis. It's just my guess is that the dogs was more of a tribal thing. And then the tribe and the society and the culture he's a part of are known as the dog society or the dog culture or whatever. And that's kind of the animal that they worship and represent and transform into or think they do. Again, that's just me guessing. It could be religion. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure either, Matt, but 
Um, it made for an interesting thing with the movie because there's a couple times where like he, he kind of like growls at, or at least one time where he growls at a dog and then other time where he gets the dogs to kind of go crazy. Yeah, no, no, it worked well. It was a good plot point. Not a big plot point, but it was a small one that was weaved in that had a hell of a consequence at the end of the film, which was fun. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I don't know, it was it was brutal at some times, the, the movie. Like, I, I don't know. It was, it was I, I, I didn't know what I was getting with this movie, and it was like, whoa. Yeah, I don't know. Just certain real intense, just seemed very intense most of the time because our main character is like, just, he's like hell-bent on revenge and like that's all he's been thinking about for like his entire life. Like literally, yeah, from probably 10 years old on for 18 years, 20 years maybe, that's all he's been thinking about is revenge. So yeah, it was intense and that's why it's, I'm probably giving it a higher rating than, I should be, but again, it was, it's almost a complete package except for how just droll a lot of it is. But when there's intensity in the film, when there's action in it, it's very good. Very good. So, okay, let me go ahead and talk about one part that I alluded to earlier in the pod. So the part where she slips the uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms into the stew. It's interesting because we're talking about all the other parts where there's, you know, the main character seeing stuff and interacting with these gods and acting like a dog and doing all that stuff. And then they choose that when the whole like um, bodyguards, security, army, militia, I don't know, the people protecting this guy's compound or whatever land, um, they're all tripping hard on mushrooms. I mean, not like a little bit, like tripping hard. And they're all tripping really bad. It chose not to show us anything they're seeing. They chose to just show them acting crazy and scared and all that, which was interesting because it was completely opposite of everything else in the film where they're showing us the visions. Yeah, yeah. We saw some of the consequences. I think one dude was like stabbing himself. It was weird. Yeah. Yep, there's a dude stabbing himself. There's one guy that didn't a guy throw himself in the fire too or something. I, I think he was close. I don't know. Yeah, there was a it was a lot of craziness, but but it's just interesting because the main character is not tripping balls on anything, but yet he's having visions of gods and visions of this and visions of that and but yet when you are on a drug that will blatantly give you visions, they don't show them to us. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know, man. That was that was interesting way of presenting it. Okay, Mike. So we're getting towards the end of our time. Do you want me to discuss our ratings, or would you like to discuss what film we are going to be talking about next week? Uh, well, man, I don't know what movie we're going to be talking about, so why don't you enlighten us? Well, Mike, it is my pick. I would like to go back to the theaters if we can. I know you're very busy just getting back from your 15th vacation of the year even though it's only june mike i want to go to the theaters and i want to see a little movie called elvis oh yeah man i want to see that too man that looks great it looks really good it stars tom hanks austin butler who i think is a relatively unknown um he's not completely unknown he's been in a handful of films like he's in, he's been in the Dead Don't Die, and he was in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but he's not a main star. 
and to throw the weight of playing Elvis on his shoulders, the the trailers look wonderful. They really do. They look really, really good. And Tom Hanks doing Tom Hanks is character acting to a max. I think this is going to be a great film if we can get to it in the theaters. And if not, we'll let you know here on the Real Film Nerds podcast so you don't go waste your money watching it and you can wait until it streams. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I can get to this, man. Okay, all right, let's do it. So for next week's podcast, we're going to go to the theaters and watch Elvis. If not, I have a Hulu film I want to watch, but uh, it might be a little risque. I know it is for Ma Henshaw. So, all right, speaking of Ma Henshaw, there is no radio for the next three to four weeks because my radio host that I do my show with every Monday is gone on an extendo vacation, I guess is a nice way to put it. Her One of her kids is getting married, and so she's gone and doing that and planning it and setting it up and doing all this stuff, and so she's just gone. So good for her. Congratulations. But I did call Ma Henshaw just to get her rating. Mike, would you like to hear my mom's rating first on the Northman? Sure, Matt, I would. So Ma Henshaw, everybody loves Ma Henshaw, especially me. Even Mike. Mike even calls her Ma. Right, Ma? Mike? Yeah, yeah, I do. So Ma Hinshaw rates the Northman three cookies out of five. And yes, she does cookies. She doesn't do reels. She loves her sweets. Is what it is. Mike? That's okay. Your turn. How many reels, Mike? Uh, I'm going to give this one three and a half, Matt. Son of reels. a bitch, Mike. Son of a bitch. I also give it three and a half reels. Really? Really. Was going to give it three, but seriously, two of those elements just of this film just really blew me away. I think if the story wasn't as draggy, I probably would have given it a four or a four and a half. But that story, you know, we talk about it all the time. I, I hate to repeat myself, but we do it. It's just... For me and you, and I think for most moviegoers, not critics, but goers, that the story is always, always number one. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, 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 it is the story that, that makes, makes the whole thing come together. So, well, all right, Mike. I think that brings us to a close for Real Phone Nerds, episode number 276. At least that's what I hope it is. It might be 77, but I think it's 76. Uh, Mike, go ahead. Why don't you do your talented Mike thing? All right, Matt. Uh, real quick before I uh, let everyone go, I just wanted to say I did look real quick, and this movie is filmed uh, a lot in Iceland, so that was cool. Um, did you identify where in Iceland, Mike? Because you've been there, haven't you? I have, but it's not like I could tell where anything is. They got no trees. I don't know. Damn it, Mike. I thought you were the Iceland connoisseur. It, it, it looked like it was summer. There was no snow. Yeah, that's true. There was no snow in like the whole film. Well, no. No, that's not true. The beginning. The beginning, um, there was a ton of snow. That's true. But yeah, the rest of it, there wasn't. Shit. They must have shot this movie really fast because don't they have snow there like nine months out of the year? Uh, yeah, summer's short. Yeah, so they must have. God. And for them to do, wow, I'm even more impressed. I'm still sticking with three and a half reels though, damn it. Okay. All right. Well, with that, everybody, thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on the socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, uh, you know, go out there, stream a movie, or uh, 
go uh, watch a movie in the theater. The theaters are definitely uh, loving uh, the summer because uh, with with Top Gun, Jurassic World, and uh, well, I, I guess Lightyear didn't do too well, but it, it still brought quite a few people. The the theaters are doing well. So, dude, I'll be honest. I went and watched Top Gun again last night on a Monday night because we didn't nice, do the pod dude. like we normally do. I went and watched the Late Show, which on a Monday night in Prescott, the Late Show is eight thirty. There was at least 50 people in there. And that film has been out for a while. It's still doing gangbusters and it's still just as good the second time. Nice. Oh. Okay. Makes me sad right. though. Like I, I legitimately like got sad because I'm like, God damn it, I wish I could be a fighter pilot. I've always wished I could have been a fighter pilot. But you know, when you're a monster, you don't get to do things like that. I can't even drive a goddamn Jeep. How the hell am I gonna fly a fighter jet? It's true. It's true. I'm cursed. Cursed with height. Hey, Mike, here not to keep going on this, but <laughs> do you get asked a lot at um because Mike's tall too. Mike's not like a freak like me. Mike's like normal tall. Mike's like you're like what, like six one, six two, something like that? Uh six foot. Yeah. Yeah, see you're like normal tall. I'm like freak tall. I'm not like super freak tall, but I'm I'm above six, so I'm freak. Um do you have people ask you to get shit down from the top shelves? Because I get it all the time. All the time. Yep, all the time. They're like, hey. No, no, all the time. I'll, I won't even be like in the aisle. I'll be like walking past the aisle and I'll hear some little old lady get real loud and be like, hey, sir. And I'm like, I just know that's what they're asking. Hey, can you get those marshmallows up there for me? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I get asked a lot. Not always by old people, just uh, vertically challenged. Well, Mike, you know where I live. I live in Prescott, so 75% yeah. of the population is old people. But I've had all ages ask me for stuff. You know, it's it's not age thing, Mike. It's a height thing, all right? Yeah, it's a height thing. Okay, I'll shut up now so you can end the podcast. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, on that exciting note about vertically challenged people, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.